G'day, I'm Ian Swain, the owner of Swain Destinations, and welcome to G'day with Ian Swain. Today, my guest lives in Rwanda, a landlocked and fascinating country in Eastern Africa. Most of us first think of Rwanda as the home of the famed mountain gorillas, or of the tragic genocide which occurred in 1994. But when Linda and I had the opportunity to visit late 2019, we found so much more. One and only resorts, one of the world's most luxurious hotel brands, opened two properties in 2019. And Craig Storkey is the area general manager of both properties. One and only resorts is the perfect partner for Rwanda as both are unique. One and only creates a property that fits in with the local traditions, but luxury throughout. We only met Craig last November when we arrived, but we became fast friends. So welcome, Craig. Thanks, yeah. Let's have a quick discussion on your thoughts of Rwanda. When Linda and I visited, as I said, we found so much more. What are some of the elements that you found after being there for over a year now? Yeah, you know what, Rwanda's so much more than gorillas. It's so much more than the genocide. I think, you, you know, we've got these amazing wildlife reserves at Akigera, which is many people don't even know exists. So when you're going into Akigera, you, you're not going into a high density environment. You've got Nyungwe Forest with the chimps. We've got Lake Kivu. And the people are just so warm and friendly and so inviting. We were joking early on today saying social distancing is really, really hard in Rwanda because the, the, the love and the feeling between the people is just so great that you just touch. That's what, that's what it's all about. We also found the people so proud of their heritage and were amazed at the stories that we were told by each person we met. You must have made some great friends by now. It's, it's not difficult in a country like this. You, you're warmly welcomed by everybody. Um, from top leadership all the way down, it, it's just really amazing. We had um, the governor of the Northern Province pop in the other day to say hello and see how we're doing. And, you know, it, it's those type of things which, which makes this country so special. The um, chairman of the RDB, who also is the cabinet minister, will be on the phone to you and saying, how are you doing? What can we do to help you? It really makes a huge, huge difference. I'm thrilled that the borders are opening in August as we have clients ready to travel now. It must be exciting for you and the team to get back to work. Yeah, you know, especially at Gorilla's Nest because we had just, just opened and we had opened with such a big bang and it was going really, really well. And um, I had taken a, a two weeks off to go to South Africa and I got this phone call saying, they're closing the borders. <laughs> and, and so everything's come to a grinding standstill. This year would have been an amazing year for us. And um, if we, we look into next year, it's going to be an even more amazing year. So it's given us an opportunity to consolidate, to, to get everything ready, to do some more training with our colleagues and get ready to welcome people back. And now most travelers fly into Kigali to start their safari. Then from there to your two lodges, and they can either do that with heli flights between or obviously driving. The heli flights give a great aspect to the country. When you fly over the country, and what we found is we found that the Rwandans use every square foot of land for agriculture, which amazes us. Between the two lodges, Nungwe House and Gorilla's Nest, they're both very different, as, as you know, you and I both know. Nungwe is a renovated lodge and Gorilla's Nest a brand new build. Can you talk a little bit about Nungwe? It's setting in a tea plantation why it was where it is, the activities and the room types, Craig? Well, you know, Nyungwe is, is, is most probably one of the most special places on earth. Um, you, you, you're literally in the middle of a tea plantation surrounded by Africa's oldest rainforest. 
for anyone who does any meditation, if you sit on that deck and you look into the forest, you can switch off for hours. <laughs> you don't even need to be trained to do it. You, it just because there's so many hues and colors and movements in the trees, it's, it's just an amazing, amazing place. It's, it really is um, God's own country. And, and it's, it's, it's a very, very special place. Now you also got the canopy walk and, and also the chimpanzees, obviously. Yeah, you're right. And also, there's a, we have a waterfall walk within the park, and you can obviously, if you if you're interested, we we can take you a bit further afield and take you into the villages. We can um, walk through the tea plantation. You can run on the outskirts of the tea plantation in the morning. We've got the yoga decks. We've got our gym. So there's a lot for you to do while in your way. And you've got the main lodge house, and then you've got several suites, and I think there's a two bedroom suite there as well um which um which is great for families so do you have many families visiting to rwanda and is there an age limit as to what you can go on treks when it comes to the gorillas there's we have an age limit but um for all the other activities you, you're looking at about 12 to 13 as the um, cutoff age so um that's something to be cognizant of when you when you're traveling but right, gorillas nest lodge moving up to there which is located in volcanoes national park which borders uh, the other countries around. What an amazing property. Please talk about that and why that site is so relevant. And I believe Linda and I, one of the, and our friends when we visited, were some of the first few to check in when it opened, uh, which we really had a great time. You know, we, if, you, if you go onto our internet site and you have a look, we, we've got 21 suites and rooms on that. Each room is separated from the other. They all sit on pods and they literally float above the vegetation. So you, you're really, really secluded. We, we, we talk about social distancing and, uh, and you, you know, distances between people. Well, you, you don't have to try very hard at, at Gorilla's Nest because it's, it's just naturally. We on 32 hectares, we're in the middle of a village, a little bit different from Yungwe because you, you get the feeling of the village. You sometimes hear a little bit of noise coming out of the village, but you secluded within the resort. We have um, Club One, which has the gym, our swimming pool, and a um, bar and restaurant. We have the main building, which has a coffee bar, and then obviously the main lodge, which has our restaurant and bar. And I'm very, very excited to tell you, we, we've now opened Jack Hanna. So you all know in America who Jack Hanna is. I don't need to tell you, the famous zoologist. And he built a house there about 15 years ago. He was probably one of the first people to come to um, Gorillas to see gorillas after Diane Fossey. And he made gorillas famous in Rwanda. He brought the likes of um, the Gates and a whole lot of other famous people to, to Rwanda to experience the gorillas. And um, we've now taken over the, the cottage and we've converted it. So we, we stay true to the, the, the design of the cottage, but we've included uh, now a full pool table. So there's a games room, there's activities, there's a little smoke so you can watch your videos if you want and it's really a really nice facility away from everything else yeah i remember you working on that when i was there i had a quick um quick look in there when it was still under construction and it's going to look great because it's just up the back of the back of the resort there and talking about the food which you briefly mentioned and you shouldn't just briefly mention it because your chef there is amazing and the way he blends local traditions with western cooking so please say good day to inform me as we both enjoyed every meal we had now let's just talk about the trekking because most people do go to a wonderful trekking and as from your lodges you can visit the chimps the gorillas the golden hair monkeys 
Perhaps you can explain a typical day with the animal tracking. Well, you're going to get up early in the morning. We must probably around 5.30. You'll come through to the main lodge. We have what we call a breakfast on the go, where you will um, pack supplies for the day. You'll also pack, you'll also have a, a light breakfast. You then go off on your vehicle. You will go through to the national park. There'll be a briefing. Behind the scenes, your guard will be haggling to get you the shortest possible track. <laughs> um, you have an amazing, amazing experience. There's not been one guest who's come back and it hasn't truly had a life-altering moment in terms of viewing the gorillas. And unlike other safaris, you don't have the luxury of having a vehicle between you and the gorillas. There's literally nothing. And a lot of guests will tell you that although you keep the seven to 10 meters from the gorillas, when the gorillas start moving towards you, you can't move back. So quite often you end up getting brushed by the gorillas. It's, it's just really a very, very special moment where you, you come close. You, you, you know, 20, 30,000 years ago, they went one way and we went the other. And I think there's two chromosomes difference between us and the gorillas. And, and you look at them and, and you, you look at the hands and you look at the fingernails. It's, it's just a, an amazing experience. You come back to the lodge, depending on what group you're in and how far you've hiked. We take your shoes. We, we make sure that they look better than when you left. You have a really great lunch and you back in bed very early that, that night because number one is we very high altitude. So um, you, you get tired fairly quickly and you've obviously done a fair amount of physical work that day. And it also, I think emotionally, it, it's, it's quite draining when you, when you come so close. It is, it's, it's an incredible experience. Well, you forgot one key point. And that's it um, of the porters that are available for you to hire. And I, I took advantage of, of two porters and they really help you because some of the going through the trekking is a bit tough and you need a hand and they give you a hand and they help you. It's not just, they're not just carrying your backpack, they're actually helping you through the forest. And the nice thing about it is that these guys, uh, as I understand it, used to be poachers and now they've been trained to help in, in, in the conservation of the gorillas and make sure that they survive. So it's really a great situation and one that we suggest to all our clients is that they uh, hire the porters when they get there as their invaluable help and, and just someone to help you get through it. We, you know, we, we say to all our guests, no matter how fit you are, it's going to be the 10 best dollars you spend on your whole vacation. And if you, if you even, if, if you don't want to do it because you feel you much or whatever, you do it because you're helping the community. You can use that as an excuse. But really and truthfully, they really do an outstanding job. And you're absolutely right. We need to support them. And just going back to the trekking for a moment, I know uh, there are 12 families in the park. And during the lockdown, did the rangers continue to visit them daily so they keep used to seeing guests, even though in small numbers at a time? You could tell they weren't phased by our presence when we were there. We, um, both the Diane Fossey Foundation and Gorillas Doctors has been keeping a, a close tab on the gorillas. They've been keeping a further distance away from the gorillas. What they've also been doing is they've been working people in four-week shifts so that um, they've stayed out of the community so that the chances of COVID are, are, are much less. The, the major concern is COVID and the gorillas and the RDB who look after and are the custodians of the park have done an amazing job. In ensuring that there's no opportunity for um, the gorillas to contract the COVID virus. 
I have to share the story that happened to me during the last few minutes of our trek with the Agacia family. And I know you know this story. Um, but the five of us were there, it was Linda, myself, another couple and a lady. And we had our guides and our porters and everyone was there. And we just finished an hour looking at the Agacia group. And Agacia is the alpha male of a family of about 30 gorillas. And he was there in his pride and swinging his arms on his, on his chest, etc. And as he just walked off, we were, our guide said just to stay there. And as he walked off, he just walked over towards me and just gave me a big tap on the back twice. And I think it was really just to say, I know you've got your group there, but my group's bigger and I'm the boss and just be aware of that. And I think he was just showing his strength to me. But I tell you what, that was an inspiring experience to have an animal of that magnitude come that close to you and, and gently touch me on the back and just sort of give me a nudge and say, I'm the boss. He doesn't need to do any more. When Linda and I were there also there after this experience, in fact, you, know, you took us to one of the local schools in the community. And as you remember, and left some raincoats and soccer balls and pencils. So I was wondering how the children are, because the choir that sang to us was divine. And they did such a great job. And they were so excited to see raincoats and, and obviously understanding understandable soccer balls. But do you visit the school very often? We, we try and get to a number of the schools in the area. We try and to, to support them and work with our local community. For, for us, it's very important that the people around the resort benefit from the resort. So um, we, we're using the community in um, dancing. We use the community in terms of like Christmas. We had two different choirs come through, church choirs, which we paid for to, to, to support that community and to give them an opportunity to earn um, some more money. Like you, you, you say, um, the Rwandans have a really amazing work ethic and every single piece of land in the country is being farmed. And um, although it's an incredibly poor country, it, it, you, you wouldn't say so in terms of the people and the friendliness and the warmth. So we definitely want to give those people an opportunity to earn some additional funds. You know, I, I use um, our coffee comes from one coffee plantation. And um, we, we chose it because it was a group of women. And I went up there, it was a, it's about an hour and a half from the hotel. And I, I, I'll never forget, I said, where's the plantation? I can't see this plantation anywhere. I was expecting, you know, a big field with coffee bushes. And there was literally three or four bushes behind everyone's house. And they would harvest that and that would pay for the school fees. We, we buy that entire crop. And, and you, you know, so it's very, very important that the community directly benefits from us being there. It's also, I'm very happy to hear that the Rwanda Development Board that controls the uh, the gorilla permits, etc. And whilst the gorilla permits are not inexpensive, um, the, the money is going back to, con to maintaining the stability of the gorillas and also the sustainability of them for the future, for our future generations to see. So they do a great job and I feel that whatever the cost is for the permits is worthwhile because it's an experience that you'll never have anywhere else in the world. Talking about the local communities and they've been coming together over this lockdown in so many different ways. Do you have any positive stories of something in your community that touched your heart? Yeah, we, we were approached by the community leaders um, both at Nyungwe and at Gorilla's Nest because during the hard lockdown, people couldn't leave their homes. And there's a lot of um, subsistence trading that takes place and that's how people earn very little, but they, they, they get by by selling stuff on the side of the road. And we actually provided 600 families with meals for a month. Um, we went out to the district offices and we obviously over this period, you can't 
um, Potek and Omaganda. So that was our Omaganda. We, we, we went and, and distributed the food and it was really, really great to see the smile on people's faces. And it was just basic food, but it, we knew that they would be eating now for a month. I don't think anything coming out of a one owner resort is basic food, Craig. <laughs> But anyway, I'm really happy and I'm really proud that we're partners together in that and to partner with companies that do look after the local communities because it's such a big part of the experience that our guests have when they travel to your destinations. So I want to thank you for spending time with me today, Craig. It's really great to see you again and to catch up. And, and um, I can't wait till I can get back over there and uh, have another little altercation with my friend, Agesha. Excellent. Send my love to Linda. Take care. Okay, bye mate. Bye now. Bye.